Today, I would like to discuss with you the mighty power of entertaining your dreams, not just naming them, acknowledging them, working on them, but entertaining them the way you would entertain a new friend that you hope would come back over again and again and again, someone that you want to keep in your life forever. So many people are simultaneously longing for and yet starving their dreams. And it's bonkers. It doesn't work. So today I will share with you the high art of entertaining your dreams and the positive results that will come from doing so. This is the Lady Quest podcast, and I am Ariel Kylie. And this podcast is for you, intuitive, self aware women who know you have a big life purpose here on earth. Does that sound like you? Something that feels deeply meaningful to you that you want to do, create, experience, or pursue in this life. So let's start with an example of excellent entertaining from my own life. My father and stepmother Jan were visiting for two nights over Christmas, and they were on their way back from Hawaii, where they had spent a week, to Vermont, where they live. So they decided to do a two-night layover here in Los Angeles to visit with me and Matt. So the plan was that they would be here on the 23rd and the 24th and leave early on Christmas morning. And they were getting in late on the 23rd. So it was really like two nights and one day. And given that they were only coming for these 36 hours, I really wanted to make the very most of their visit. Also because I just don't know when I'll see them again. So this meant that I wanted to host the hell out of them for those 36 hours. I wanted to show them a great time and tailor their experience specifically to what makes them feel happy, fulfilled, and welcome. And of course, I always, I also wanted to ensure that the visit was enjoyable for me and Matt. It wasn't just about doing whatever they want without considering us. So my decisions took into account everyone's preferences and desires. And I feel like Matt and I really crushed the hosting and entertaining of Dad and Jan. And I still glow with feelings of satisfaction from this rich visit with them and from the job well done by us. So let me break it down. And then after that, I will share with you how this applies to you entertaining your dreams. Now, I will say before I go into the description that after deciding to do this episode about entertaining my dad and Jan, I decided I wanted to interview my dad about his experience being entertained by us. So there are a couple moments where you might hear my dad's voice pop in and comment on what I'm sharing. So first, we invited them to stay with us. And I don't always invite family to stay with me since Matt and I both work from home. And given the time of the week, it can be tough to be juggling hosting around our work schedules. But they're only going to be here for two nights over the holiday. So having them stay with us was no big deal, and it was kind of ideal because we would maximize our time with them. I did warn them that if they stayed with us, they'd be sleeping on an air mattress because we don't have a full guest room set up, but they were fine with that. So first thing, before they came, we cleaned our place. 
Matt scrubbed the bathroom they would be using. I completely broke down and rebuilt my study, my workroom, to turn it into a bedroom for them. I moved a couple of items of furniture out. I moved all my work things out of view so they wouldn't have to look at a clutter of my work stuff. I tried to set it up like an Airbnb bedroom with B. So there was a desk with flowers, a little love seat for them to sit on, bedside tables for each of them, a space heater because my stepmom Jan gets really cold easily, plus three warm blankets and of course fresh towels for them. And also I left a little guitar in the corner because my dad loves to play guitar. When I was done, the room looked so pretty, and before their arrival, I also turned on the fairy lights that rimmed the edges of the room so that when they walked in and it was late at night after their long flight, it would feel really warm and welcoming in there. And speaking of long flight, they don't usually purchase airplane food, so with their 10 p.m. arrival, I knew they'd probably be hungry. And I figured I would make them just a simple, healthy meal when they got back to our place. But that's a 40-minute drive from the airport, and I thought they might be starving coming off the airplane. So I prepared them a little Tupperware with chopped carrots and apples, and plus um, a cup of ginger turmeric tea with a tight lid on it so that it would stay hot on the drive to the airport. I imagine that they would have had like dry, salty snacks on the airplane. So fresh, moist apples and carrots would be like the perfect snack with the tea for the way home. And Matt and I also planned plenty of time to get to the airport so that they wouldn't be waiting for us. I always find this makes me feel so welcome when someone's picking me up from the airport and they've planned plenty of time so I don't have to wait on the curb. So we strategized that as well. And the timing worked out great. We did have to kind of pause and hang out a little and like really slowly cruise around the terminals. Um, But we were able to pick them up right after they walked out, load them into the car. As expected, they were quite hungry. So they had the apples, the carrots. I happily heard them crunching in the back seat. And they especially seemed to like the tea as well. I have to give my sister Lita credit for the tea idea because she sometimes brings me hot tea when she picks me up. And I just think it's like the classiest, most comforting move ever. Now let's hear a little clip from my dad about his experience of the pickup. It was quite touching and very uh, affecting to, to me and I think to Jan too, that you both came to the airport. And then you had a little package of snacks, but it really seemed like you were happy that we came. Thanks for that, Dad. Now, when we got home that evening, I made them just like a quick, healthy meal, brown rice, ground turkey, vegetables, so they'd feel nourished going to bed, but not like overstuffed, just like feel good and nourished. And they also really appreciated this, and they seemed comfortable in the faux Airbnb bedroom I had created for them. Also, we packed the fridge with food that we knew they would like. So if they ever wanted a snack or they got up before us, there would be food they could eat. However, in the morning, we did get up around the same time. So I came down, made them coffee, eggs, English muffins, and a side of fruit. So they were set for breakfast. 
Now that day was also Christmas Eve and we wanted to have a special dinner that night, of course. So in the morning we had to make a buttermilk brine for this turkey breast we got so that it would be sitting in the brine all day ready for us to cook that evening. Now my dad is a very frugal guy and he loves to game the system for low cost things. So that morning, he probably didn't even think this was intentional on my part, but it was. It was like a little bonding mission. That morning, I invited him to go up into the Hollywood Hills to a house that has all these rosemary bushes around it so that we could borrow some sprigs of rosemary to put in the buttermilk brine. And he was totally game. So we jumped in the car in the morning together, zoomed up the hill. He snuck out the car, swiped some rosemary brought it back and together on the ride home. I mean, we have this in common. We love to save a couple bucks. We marveled at, I mean, I think it was probably three to $4 we saved in grocery store rosemary also, which would have come in a plastic container. So it was just a fun little bonding moment, reminiscent of when he used to stop at a gas station for coffee for both of us and get like one large cup of coffee and then take a small cup to pour some of it into instead of buying two <laughs> separate small cups. That's the, that's the way me and my dad like to bond. So moving on from breakfast, the main outing that day was a visit to the Jean-Michel Basquiat exhibit in downtown LA. And I'd heard this exhibit was fabulous. And my dad and Jan are big art fans. And they're also drawn to unusual artists that really do their own thing or groundbreaking artists. So I knew this exhibit would be a more immersive experience. It was not just Jean-Michel Basquiat's art, but also interviews with his family. They recreated parts of his apartment and his childhood home. And we thought by going to this exhibit, it would both provide, you know, some culture, some learning, some inspiration, some entertainment, but also give everyone a little quiet time in their own worlds, which I think is really important for a visit, even a short visit, because it's a lot of pressure just to be sitting across from people talking to them nonstop. So I had bought those tickets in advance, so it was all taken care of when we arrived. And a little backstory about Basquiat, if you don't know who he is. This is a little bit from the Wikipedia page. He's an American artist who rose to success during the 1980s as part of the neo-expressionism movement. He first achieved notoriety in the late 70s as part of a graffiti du duo called Samo, alongside Al Diaz, writing enigmatic epigrams, all over Manhattan, particularly in the cultural hotbed of the Lower East Side, where rap, punk, and street art coalesced into early hip-hop music culture. By the 80s, by the early 80s, his paintings were being exhibited in galleries and museums internationally. His art focuses on dichotomies such as wealth versus poverty, integration versus segregation, and inner versus outer experience. And Basquiat died at the age of 27 from an overdose. So he had this kind of short, extraordinary life where he created a lot of really beautiful and moving, groundbreaking works. So that was the exhibit we went to. And it was a really good choice and just provided a lot of food for thought. And speaking of food, next in the job of hosting and entertaining dad and Jan, 
I needed to plan a lunch spot that they would enjoy. And my dad and Jan, they have means, but they're not really excited by bougie or excessively fancy things. They're much more into exploring other cultures, like diamond in the rough kind of dining experiences. So we took them to this Oaxacan place called Gishbok that is an absolute gem. It's in kind of a grungy stretch of Mid Wilshire near Koreatown. It's not like a fancy part of town. And the restaurant itself isn't fancy. It's like basic wood booths, no art, just like some old photos. There's a big framed write-up of the restaurant from a few years ago. But this food here is amazing. And on the weekends, they serve barbacoa, which is lamb and goat barbecue, which is transporting. It's like the softest meat that just falls off the bone and their moles and their sauces are just absolutely delicious. Anyway, when our food arrived, we all just dug in and it really hit the spot. Here's a little review from my dad on the restaurant. You know, as I mentioned to you there, it was it was perfect for Janet because it was, you know, the Spanish-speaking proprietor who spoke English was quite charming. But it was a basic, uh, felt like a basic neighborhood place that was popular and clean. And it took us away from our normal life. So that felt like it was, um, you know, superbly in tune, kind of. And I, I liked it, too. And the food there was good. So that was that was a very nice thing that seemed kind of spontaneous. And it was great. I mean, I think we had a ball there. I really liked our conversation. It was very active. And uh, in fact, I thought we're going along and I thought, okay, I think I want to calm down now. You know, I think (laughs) I want to bring it down. (laughs) You feel like you were just like too animated? Right. Yeah. You know, getting, getting a little chemical, just like, hey, this is really great. (laughs) Kind of want to jump up or something, but no, it was just, you know, let's, then we. Do you think that happened because you had that squirt soda and it was full of sugar? I hadn't thought of that. Um, the squirt, well, I was drinking the squirt to be cool because I thought it would, you know, the bottle looked nice. It had the squirt on it. It would just seem like it. It I did look cool. I immediately took your photo. <laughs> so, yeah. So the rest of the afternoon after eating at Gishbach was also pleasant. We went home, we had some downtime, did some rest and digest, and then um, we prepared dinner while Dad strummed on the guitar. The turkey and vegetables turned out great. We set up a dining table with candles and nice glasses, and it just felt fun and lighthearted and festive. And for dessert, earlier in the day, we had taken a little survey of everyone's favorite desserts. And after hearing the requests, um, Matt had gone out and purchased vanilla and strawberry ice cream with hot fudge sauce, which is what we all really wanted. And then after dinner, we had gotten them presents, which included a bag full of airplane snacks for their long ride home the next day so that they would get up in the morning and have plenty of snacks and not have to worry about food on the airplane. So the next morning, Matt and I made them coffee. We got the airport by 8 a.m. And after hugging them goodbye, which was sad to see them go, but you know, a really satisfying visit, how it also just feels good. 
Matt and I just like high-fived and we're like, we fucking crushed that hosting and entertaining. So that is the story of fully entertaining important humans because we value their company and we want them to come back. And here's my dad's final review about being hosted by us. So given your experience being hosted by us, would you want to come back again? Yeah, we're planning to come back. Uh, I hadn't told you, but we're coming out next week. We're going to be staying for two weeks. Oh, shit. We we really liked it. (laughs) We'll be like, I mean, it could be longer than that. I'm not sure yet. Wow. Too much. But yeah, we're kind of, yeah, we wouldn't miss it. Okay, so I'll be converting my my office back into a bedroom for you. Will you be comfortable if I'm conducting Zoom calls while you're sleeping in in the morning? Will Will that be okay? Well, I don't think it's our place to um, complain because it is your house, and I'm uh, I'd be happy to just join in with that if you'd like. Oh, you know? yeah, you could be my like my assistant coach. I'd be Ed McMahon, and you'd be Johnny Carson. Okay. I mean, that's a dated re- reference, but, you know, I'm right. happy to take whatever role you'd like. Now, all joking aside, the idea that they would want to come back and stay longer is the perfect response for what I'm talking about here in this episode today. This episode is about the art of entertaining your dreams. Imagine giving the same amount of thought and care to tending to a life calling or life dream as we did to hosting dad and Jan. Imagine tuning into that dream days in advance, thinking about what it would really need to feel at home, stocking your fridge for the dream, making space for it in your home, anticipating its needs, chauffeuring it around, all the while being in a state of gratitude that the dream has shown up in your world. This is what we need to do for those things that are important to us so they want to stay, so they want to come back, so they want to stay longer next time. And this is so different from how many people care for their dreams. Instead, they hide them. They make disparaging jokes about them. They downplay them. They starve them of attention and care. So the point that I'm making today is that we've got to entertain our dreams and our callings the way we entertain loved ones who we want to keep coming back again and again and again. Entertain them so as to build your relationship with them. So to make this more literal, let's say you have the dream of recording a whole album of original songs. What food do you need in your fridge to fuel your body, to fuel your creativity? For a lot of people I know, eating really heavy or greasy food doesn't help them access their creativity. They need light, healthy, high-quality food. Or if you have a calling to build your own dining room table, what space do you need to set aside to be able to build it? What high-quality tools do you need? What time do you need to set aside? Just like we went to the Basquiat exhibit to feel nourished and inspired and entertained, if you have a dream of writing a graphic novel, where do you need to go to get inspired? What do you need to read? What artists should you look at? 
How do you fill yourself with inspiration? Like show your dream a good time. And after you've spent time with your dream, show it your gratitude. Tell it how thankful you are that it came by. How many times have you worked on something you really want to do and at the end you just focus on what you didn't get done or how it sucked? The writing wasn't perfect. It wasn't as good as you thought it should be. You didn't get as far as you wanted. Imagine if you treated guests like that after they came and told them all the reasons they weren't good enough. Don't do that to your dream. Praise it. Send it a thank you note for coming. And that means next time, just like my dad joked, it's going to want to come back and it's going to want to stay for longer. So this isn't just changing your behavior around pursuing your dreams, your callings, what you want to do, create an experience in this life. It's about changing your relationship to them, putting them on a pedestal, being a really good host for them. And that's a full-on mindset change. But when you make that change, it becomes very clear what little actions you need to take to make the dream come true. And on the topic of taking the actions to make the dream come true, my Inventing 2024 workshop is right around the corner on January 20th. And this is going to be an immersive experience where you first give your hopes and dreams the respect of sitting down with all distractions off and acknowledging what they are naming them, making a clear list, and even putting that list in order of priority for the next year. And from then on, I'm going to walk you through a series of exercises to create a little roadmap for every one of those items from where you are to how to fully bring it to life. It's going to be like the planning session. Like Matt and I had a planning session before dad and Jan came for how to make the visit really great, it's going to be like that planning session. It's going to be the behind the scenes planning and scheming for how to really show up and care for your hopes, your dreams, your desires for the next year. So I would love to see you there. It's a three hour experience, but we'll be doing a variety of things in it. So the time's just going to fly by. And it's just $149, so it's very affordable for what you're going to get out of it. And it's designed to set your year off in the right direction. And that's the direction that's really true to you and what you actually value in your life. So stop by my website events page. There's a link in the episode description. Check it out, and I hope to see you there. And in the meantime, this is my invitation to you. Think about one hope or dream that you have. Something you really want to do more of. Something you really want to bring to life in coming months. And ask yourself, how well are you entertaining that thing right now? How good of a host are you to it? And identify and admit any ways that you're actually being a pretty poor host to it. And then come up with two or three ways that you could be a better host. That you could entertain it better. That you could make it feel more welcome in your life. And try those today or tomorrow or the next day. 
just get right on it. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Wishing you and your hopes and your dreams a really beautiful relationship this week and beyond. Hey, if you like this podcast, you will love the Lady Quest program. Join my newsletter through the link in the episode description if you want to learn more about Lady Quest, my one on one coaching work, and get invited to transformational workshops I teach on a regular basis online. Also, if you want to make my day, you could leave a five-star review for this podcast. Thank you so much for being a part of my world, and I look forward to being with you again very soon.